0: Welcome in. It's that time of night on a Tuesday. We're a little bit late because we were trying to figure out our sound effect situation, uh, and we couldn't because uh, it's confusing and annoying. convoluted and annoying. You know what we need? We need a live band. We need a we need a live band. We need a a rapper and a um. We need a DJ.
1: Do you think the Roots would come play for us? They would leave Jimmy Fallon. Do they still play for Jimmy Fallon? Yeah, dude. Questlove signed a ten-year contract. Are you serious? No, I'm not serious. (laughs) Questlove signed an eternal contract. He is forever in debt. His soul is Is in the palm of Jimmy Fallon. We we spend so much time working on our sound effects today too. I'm like really,
0: they're so so fun. This is the last straw. I'm just, it's just like. It's just a, it's just awful. It's annoying. It's um, very sad.
1: Like honestly, I'm, I just, I'm just wanna like, move disa- on. I'm just disappointed at this point. I just want to move on. Uh is this like this isn't even a joke.
0: Like this is even, It's like, really disappointing. It's not even a bit. Like I wish it was a bit, but also like our all of our sound effects got <laughs> removed from here. So <laughs> it's someone like so funny. It's someone a, like deleted them or something. Someone's fucking
1: like going against us. It's because we've been naughty. We've been naughty and we've been saving the uh the audio recordings and our, onto the desktop. Onto the desktop. I see I see your tier list
0: on the Oh, Oh my God. God. (laughs) That's so funny.
1: So for everybody listening at home, um, the Chapman (laughs) radio station has a shared desktop computer in which the external hard drive is used to harbor all of the downloaded radio shows, sound effects, and whatnot. Uh, We don't use that even though we have a folder. We just put it straight to the desktop, and I think that some higher powers have been punishing us by... Not letting us upload our sound effects.
0: Yeah, um, but we should just like move on to.
1: Uh, Let's just move on. Finn, how are you doing? It's Tuesday night. I'm it's a little tired. The middle of October. We've got Halloween, Thanksgiving, the holiday season coming up. Do you have any uh, buying tips for anybody looking to take advantage of Black Friday? Perhaps looking for some Christmas gifts. I've been thinking about Christmas now. Yeah,
0: I have a I have a good uh, tip. Um, don't buy anything. <laughs> Uh, yeah, spend money on experiences. yeah, don't just buy things because you can is my tip. Yeah, just don't don't just because it's on sale doesn't mean you need to buy it. Uh, I'm kinda... look deep within yourself, look deep within yourself and say, do I need this? Is this gonna make my life happier? See if I've... I give this to this person, are they gonna throw it away? Are they actually gonna use it or cherish it? Does it actually provide value to their life? and if it's for you does it provide value to your life and if the answer is no or you're unsure don't buy it
1: see with my, like my friends what's really interesting is i feel a lot better giving gifts to my friends than i do like buying things to myself cuz it's almost like a burden when you buy stuff for yourself it's like yeah. i have so little money to spend right it's like if i'm going to buy something i better use it like food is fine cuz i'm going to eat it all but like right. if i'm going to buy like a nice hat I mean, I'm damn to be sure if I, I – I better re be wearing that thing for the next six months. But, but if how, I,
0: how many things have you
1: gifted to – like, have you been gifted from friends that you don't use? I mean – Think about that. Little to nothing. I got like a – I've gotten a lot of wonderful gifts from friends and family. I use basically everything. That's good, good for you, dude. I know. I'm I mean, really hard to get gifts for. Really? Yeah. What do you want for Christmas? Do you want a jersey?
0: Mm, maybe. You want a jersey? I'm trying to think what I
1: want. You want to? You want some sports gear?
0: I want some boots. You want some boots? Yeah. Okay. Some like hard wearing boots.
1: Some hard, some like nice work boots,
0: perhaps. Yeah, I've been looking at some nice work boots. My
1: brother, he works for. He has a nice little business job, um, but he works for Cisco, which is a food processing company. Cisco was a, with an S Y, not C I. Yeah, I know the, I know the one. And they actually do food for Chapman, believe it or not, um. That's not why it's so bad. That's the California regional branch. Um, he works in the Raleigh, North Carolina's oh, of course, Carolina's What's... district. So it's a little different. If it was up to him, I, I'm sure it'd be a lot better. But he has to do a lot of food safety stuff, and he's in the he's in the warehouse looking at boots. So he had to get a nice quality pair of work boots. It's important for free. It's important. So it's very important. I might ask him for some boot recommendations. Honestly,
0: when I'm in the field, I need some boots. <laughs> I'm sometimes I'm all terrain. When got you're on it. the prowl, I'm my job. It's my job. i I got to be on the
1: prowl. Finn does, a lot, Finn does a lot of outdoor activities. I do. Um, enough about me, though. How, how are you doing? Good. I'm really happy to be here. Tuesdays really, really suck, honestly. I'm just like, it's in the middle of the week. I'm doing school all day, and then i got schoolwork to do at night. And it's like, this is truly one of the only moments where I'm like, oof, don't have to think about anything else. Get to hang out, talk about the thing that I love. Uh, I'm really grateful for it. Energy-wise, I was really worried about switching the time, but like honestly, I just I feel good. I had uh, I had some dumplings for dinner tonight. Mm. And uh splendid. Yeah, you know, I'm just like it's just a uh, it's a nice little break in my day. Gonna shower after this. It's just a good way to end a really stressful day. So, I'm, I'm feel, feel I'm feeling pretty good. Feel As that. for my Christmas gifts, thank you for asking. Uh <laughs> I definitely need need like a, I think I just need like a really nice candle honestly That's really that's a good gift Yeah I just like my room is right next to the kitchen so sometimes like you know what I'm going to do What I'm going to get a wick and every time I make bacon I'm going to save the the fat and you're going to make a nice little can <laughs> <I'm> bacon gonna- <laughs> No my my room already smells like bacon like half a, the time I'm going to
0: make a bacon grease candle
1: for you I would love that Would yeah you would Maybe you can <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you can tumble some, some gemstones in your and rock it, tumbler. And put it in the candle. Yeah. That's yeah. a little treat. Yeah. It's like you ever get one of those like... Do we need to talk about football. Hold on. I have one little side note here. You ever get one of those... Like remember when you were like four? We even
0: made a sound effect where <laughs> we I'm had like, all. this we isn't football. This isn't...
1: <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I have two sections uh, in my notes dedicated to... Uh, <laughs> You, saw, you felt that one coming. I felt that one. <laughs> I have two sections of my notes dedicated to our new sound effects I was really looking forward to. But... It's uh, okay. We can... We'll I'll, still go forward I'll with like it. I'll, like, make them out of these sound <laughs> effects. <laughs> You're just going to have to improvise. I will. It'll be fun. Okay. Let's talk about... Let's talk about football. Man, we are just so fucking down. We're so down bad right now. I know. <laughs> Oh God it's awesome we're here though we're we're here we're ready to talk about some football I feel like we're kind of embodying the energy of this week though like it was a pretty pretty interesting week of football I don't know if you had the chance to catch
0: any of the I was following all the games not uh looking at them but like following what was going on. Finn was on a plane I was I was on at of airport I was like all over the place for those games so I was following them because. I wanted to check in on my fantasy score, of course. Uh, and yeah, some really interesting games this week. I mean, no undefeated teams. No are left. undefeated teams. And the two teams that were undefeated were upset. It wasn't even like they lost to a really good
1: team. No, they were. They were. I would call both those games pretty solid upsets. Yeah, I mean, no if-ands or buts. The, the one
0: thing I will say is the Jets and Browns both have defenses. Really solid defenses that yeah. can that can. Make a, a good team look bad,
1: most definitely.
0: Um, and that's what the Browns did against the Niners for sure.
1: Yeah, I think the Browns in the Niners game that's probably the best. That's probably the best case scenario of an upset. I'd say. Oh, it was like I mean, especially against like the third string quarterback I off think the they practice just, squad. They, they fought hard. Hey. Listen, PJ Walker. PJ Walker's legit, man. Wasn't
0: he the? Wasn't he at Carolina for a little while and last he, year? Yeah, he
1: was in the XFL too. XFL. He's a he's a good guy. Um, I like his energy. I'm a big PJ Walker fan. I'm a big fan of PJ Walker, honestly. Um, as a quarterback, I mean, he's whatever. But I just thought that he the, did enough. It was raining. He it, did enough to win the game. It was at home, and I just think that the Browns were hungry. And they were ready to they were ready to do whatever it took to win. Off. And I just damn I think that the the Niners just didn't want it. I feel like they just they also lost CMC and Debo. I think that's the thing about Eagles and Niners is in terms of the war of attrition and energy, they that's something that you could probably take advantage of. You know, maybe yeah. Their identity as like a winning team, I feel like you can get really comfortable in it, and it's like if you're like a historically winning team, like if you're coming into the league projected to be the best team, sometimes it's hard to come back from behind and be in those tricky game situations. Because it's almost like when someone just like when – I see,
0: I, I agree. I feel like sometimes you're you're like the favorite by far. You right. know, they were, the Niners were favored by 10 points in that game, right. which is a lot, um, maybe even more actually. And the Browns just like punch them in the mouth. They just came out there like I love that phrase. Just like they just punched them in the mouth. Like right. they're like, you thought this game was going to be easy. Like you have another thing coming.
1: Yeah. So the question is, what do you do when you're down those and those situations? It's like you have Brock to rely Purdy, on your energy. Truly. Brock
0: Purdy just didn't have it in that game. Shocker. Um, Who would have thought? Without his two, uh, I'd say, two of his three best weapons, uh, he just he. I mean, he's not the type of quarterback that can. Uh, elevate the rest of the guys i wouldn't say
1: yeah i don't think anybody is getting necessarily better or worse with brock purdy i mean brandon Ayuk is gonna be good every time he plays <laughs> he's just like a really solid wide i receiver. think the jury has now come in session and has determined that brandon iuke is a legitimate wide receiver he is he can be the guy he is the guy he is the wide receiver. Well, he is. He, I don't is care about Debo. he is a guy. I'd say so. I, I think with Debo I think, and Christian McCaffrey, but yeah, I think they were very besides talented
0: besides players the point, on their but offense. But yeah, we spent a little too long in the Niners. Uh, after the Seahawks lost, that
1: did bring me a little bit of joy when the Niners lost. Yeah, um, Seahawks lost in embarrassing fashion. Let me tell you. I mean, they. It was. You know, I feel. Like, I mean, if I was a Seattle fan, I just wouldn't know what to do with myself. Embarrassing. <laughs> it was a one-score game.
0: Uh, they didn't. I mean, it was a probably not what people expected going into it. I think they probably more expected a shootout, and that is not what happened. Uh, I think there's just a lot of question marks with the Seattle offense. The Seattle defense is really starting to hit its stride, and it always seems to be the thing with Seattle where one, like either the offense or defense will be good, and the other won't and you can yeah. and you just can't have both at the same time for some reason. And it always it's every year. Every year it feels like that where the defense will have a really good few stretch of games and then the offense is just not there. Yeah. And it feels like we can never marry the two things. Every once in a while we get a game where it feels like it clicks mm-hmm. and then it goes away again. And yeah. it's just like it's really just like infuriating. Cuz the the talent in in a lot of the skill positions on defense and on offense is there, like the, it's not a problem of talent; it's a problem of execution and play design. Because they I was, I mean, I do re- talk a lot uh, about Seahawks. I read a lot about the Seahawks. They're like one of the best offenses in, like first and second down, right. Like like top of the league. But once they, but get, once into they get into third down. It's a tricky situation. It's once, kinda hard. Once they get into third down or red zone offense, mm-hmm. they're like bottom of the league. They had five red zone trips
1: against the Bengals and they had one touchdown. Yeah. Like that's you can't do that. And anymore. like I would die I would kind of just diagnose that as kind of like a I mean I, I think that red zone, if you red zone efficiency is finishing. It is getting beyond and coming over adversity. Those are the, I'm serious. I'm serious. Those are when the pressure is on. How rarely are you in a red zone situation and you're like, Oh, okay. I'm pretty confident that we're going to score. It's like, obviously the defense and the offense is already playing at an elevated level period. It just puts it up. And it's like when the, the, the gas is turned up a little bit more, how do these teams fare? And it's like, if you are able to capture that intensity and keep it going through the whole game, that's great. But like in terms of the red zone and efficiency, it's like how comfortable are you really in terms of whatever defense or offense? How comfortable are you in those those sides of your, your game, your yeah. team's game in terms of bailing you out? And that kind of goes with the Niners, the Eagles just kind of those good franchises, you know, the Ravens especially. I mean, the defense has been clicking for them as well, but the offense, as soon as the gas is turned up, they have no issue getting down the field. But as soon as that high pressure, yeah. high intensity thing, like, like the offense just cannot finish. It's Ravens like,
0: are kind of a very similar thing to the Seahawks right now where they really struggle,
1: like, finishing drives. Yeah, and, I mean, they played the Titans, which is like a pretty middling team. And they're good they're, defense, though. It's a good defense, but the— I mean, and so is the Bengals in, in many different regards. You know, the Bengals defense is nothing to laugh about. You know, they're just as good as the Titans, I'd say, uh, right around the same. But, you know, the difference is, is the tail of two offenses. And frankly, the Bengals and the, the Seahawks offenses both looked pretty shitty. But you don't want to get in that situation where it's like, who, what, what aspect of your game can bail out the other better? It's like you want to be dominant on both sides of the balls yeah ideally and, and that's a perfect transition into the Lions against the buccaneers <laughs> because holy smokes was that a dominant game on both fronts i love i love what i saw this was probably one of the most interesting games i was really looking forward to it i didn't really care if we won or loss i think that this was just going to be a really i think as a as a very avid lions fan but also as a very technical lions fan who's you know, pretty in tune with the scope of the league and not just pretty tunnel vision on the identity of the Lions. I felt like this was going to be really interesting, this specific game against the Bucks on the road at home against a really strong defense in conference. Just like, you know, it, it's, it's something that I was – expecting to go a lot differently honestly I thought this game was going to be a lot more competitive I thought the Lions were gonna have to work a lot harder in a lot different ways to pull to squeak out this win but I think that if anything if there's one takeaway from this week it's that the Lions I don't I mean I'm not confident in saying that they're the best team in the league I mean Stephen A put them at the top but if I am confident, I think, I think
0: Stephen A. putting them at the top means they're probably
1: not. No, not at all. But I think that they are a force to be reckoned with, and
0: they're definitely in in the top. Like,
1: yeah, they are. they top. Ter- ter- top five.
0: Like in terms of like the you know like the the teams.
1: Right. I would say. They are a part of the teams now, which is yeah. Like I, these, this is fucking ridiculous. Like these words leaving my mouth right now, yeah. but like it's true. Yeah, it really is true. And I, being a fan aside, like objectively, they really looked like such a, a competent team on both sides of the ball. And they're able to transcend their weaknesses and force certain game scenarios because they knew that Baker was bad with the deep ball. They rushed a lot more, they played a lot four man on first and second downs to stop the run. As well with two linebackers with Anzalone and Campbell, and just sort of the game script and the plan that they are working with, it's like I just it seems like they're capable of winning any game, period.
0: Yeah, I'd I'd say the Lions are capable of winning any game,
1: no matter what. And it's like even against the Eagles, against the Ravens. I mean, like there's a very real chance that it's the same thing as the Bucks. They figure out how to beat Lamar, and they. I would even go far. This is a a hot take.
0: I, I, I wanna. I wanna. Uh, interject there just a little bit because I think that uh, the Bucks aren't really close to the Ravens in terms of like the challenge that they present. If that makes sense, because the Bucks are good. Don't get me wrong, the Bucks have exceeded expectations going into the year for sure. Um, but I don't think they're as good as their record was going into this game. They were three and one. I think they're probably more of a two and two. Like, I think the they're like a,
1: they're probably as good if not better than the Saints. I mean, they definitely have But that the the thing is that
0: division is pretty like bad. Yeah, so, uh, of course. And they've played a ton of in division games and won them. Yeah. So that's kind of uh buoyed their record a little bit. I think they're probably a little bit more like above the middle of the league in terms of like how good they are. Yeah. And I think the Ravens present a much bigger challenge which will be an interesting like a barometer kind of test on the Lions because yeah, I mean you Lamar got, you, Jackson you're just going, by himself. You're going into Baltimore at home, too, right? And which is going to be really, Jar- which is going to be really hard. Jared Goff was great away in Tampa, um, which normally he's not, but he was sorry. Put in <laughs> the situation where he has to throw more because David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs are out. You know, so uh, he did did it like he's fucking crazy. And so it's insane. So I think that the challenge that Lamar presents uh, to the Lions defense will be a lot more telling of where they are. Yeah, I I don't. I think that they haven't
1: played. This is the best. This is like they haven't played like a top seven offense, top 10 offense in terms of not in terms of red zone efficiency, because. I think the Lions' red zone defense it definitely is uh, a weakness for them, yeah. I would say. Well, it made, I mean, the
0: Seahawks looked good, like, as a red zone team against the Lions. I think that and they're a bad. I mean, red zone
1: any, team. any team that can get into the red zone against the Lions is, that's like, I think that's they're probably like their biggest weakness. The opposite of the Rams, where the Rams are like the best red zone team. Bend, defense. don't break, where
0: they let you get close to the red zone, but then you got to kick a field goal. Right. Right. Whereas like lions are maybe
1: like the they, lions are going to try to keep you in You're not going to get to the red yeah, zone, but when gonna you try do, to keep you in midfield, you're going to score. Right, and then I think that what's really interesting is that's the that's the really interesting thing about the matchup against Lamar at home. It's like, what are you going to do against a? It's just so very new as well, which is another big big stress test for the Lions defense, and it might I, also be the de- best defense that they've faced. I think the Bucks defense is It's good. It's really good. But who who the they played? D- The Seattle defense is also really good. What quarterback
0: Yeah, but it wasn't as good at that point in the year, I will say. Mm-hmm. Um, but what quarterbacks have the Bucks defense played? You're going to have to make me pull up the Bucks schedule if that's okay. I mean, Derek Carr, they've played
1: uh they Bryce, played the, Bryce Young. They've played Jalen Hurts. And they, got, and they lost. They got flounced. They got destroyed. So they played the Vikings. Okay, Kirk Cousins. The Bears. Justin Fields. Eagles and Saints.
0: Okay, so they've played two good quarterbacks. Kirk Cousins, Justin uh Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got destroyed by one of them. And Kirk Cousins, mind the Vikings, kind of. I don't know. So it's, what I, what I will say is, um, I do think that the bucks are a little bit of a pretender just like because of who they've played
1: yeah but i think that they are very much a team that knows who they are as well, yeah. I don't think that the Bucks are like, oh, look at us, we're so very good. It's like I think the Bucks really recognize that they're off to a uh, hot start, yeah, and they were like gonna, the Seahawks last year. They of, were gonna do anything to protect it. Really, I feel like they're, they're not. They're not. Per, I don't think that necessarily they're pretenders. I think they're more o- overperformers. If that makes sense. Yeah, that, I, I'll I'll buy into that, for sure. So I think that this matchup against the Ravens, I mean. Part I have Lamar and part of me wants this to be kind of like an offensive shootout. I don't think it will it, be. Uh, I won't, I it, don't I, think. Here's a another great question. Do I bench Lamar instead of Brock Purdy? Because who does Brock Purdy play? I think oh, geez, I should I should really know this as a Brock Purdy owner. It's not the Seahawks. No, it might be the Cardinals. No it, they are playing the Vikings.
0: So but Christian you, McCaffrey is not playing. Right, that's the Debo thing. is not ah, playing. Jesus Christ, um, that's a tough decision. I think you got to take Lamar. To be I think honest. I
1: got to take Lamar as well. I'm really struggling as because he's just,
0: he's still going to get you those rushing yards
1: internally. Yeah, and the floor he'll, he'll get like eighteen at least. But rushing like Bro- yards? No, no, eighteen points. I'm thinking like yeah. Bro- like Lamar Jackson's floor is like eighteen points because Brock Purdy could
0: get you under ten this week. That's what I'm saying. It's like. Yeah.
1: You know, Brock Purdy without CMC, which is another thing as well. I have a, and there's a lot of injury things that I could also discuss in terms of the 49ers and whatnot, but he's yeah. just like. Brock, I'm, I think Brock Purdy is a good NFL quarterback,
0: but I do think that the system that he's in is a safety net that most yeah. quarterbacks don't have.
1: That's the thing. I think that Derek Carr could be very successful in the 49ers offense I don't think that Derek
0: Carr would be doing as well as Brock Purdy
1: that's kind of a that's kind of a,
0: a really big but that's because I don't think Derek Carr is good
1: I think he's I mean he, come on he's a competent NFL quarterback I think that Brock Purdy is more accurate than I mean Derek Carr's Derek like Carr. aggressively mid right but he's not bad he's no like, I think Brock Purdy is above average he's no Zach Wilson he's no Josh Dobbs. No, but saying? he is
0: inaccurate, and that's not what you want from the 49ers quarterback. Okay. He's not, like, he's, yeah, he's, uh, he wouldn't fit very well in that system,
1: I don't think. I don't, I mean, it's hard to test that theory. It's hard to say whether or not you are right or wrong, just considering yeah. this is all hypothetical, but. I don't know, I still, it's not that I don't have any faith in Derek Carr, the quarterback for the New Orleans Saints currently, but yeah. If I were the New Orleans Saints, I would be tanking right now. But yeah, you know, I mean, you got a lot of really great talent. I mean, you got a couple of people on two-year, you know, a contract for a couple, a couple of years at least. So, I would probably be looking to draft a new quarterback this year. I'd be tanking right now. Yeah, I'd be drafting like somewhere. I'd be drafting a quarterback somewhere, developing him next year, and then two years from now, you just go for it. But sure. that's just not where they're at. I mean, honestly, if you think about the state of the NFL, I mean, there's probably like seven teams that I can name that are all looking to draft, like in the running to start thinking about drafting a quarterback. There's a lot of good quarterbacks this year, so I mean, I mean, I could this, probably if
0: there's a year to to try and get a quarterback in the first round, this is
1: the year. I mean, but like that's the thing. It's like, I mean, I can really, I, I could genuinely think of like seven. I honestly. think the Seahawks are one of those teams. Well, do you, do you want to count them out? Of, of what? All the teams that are looking to draft a new quarterback this year. I think they should be looking to draft a new quarterback. I mean, I but there's just so many teams. That's the thing. But
0: I think there are quarterbacks that will probably go in the mid first this year because this is a, a
1: good quarterback okay. class. But here, here are all the a teams. deep quarterback Here class. are all the teams that I think are looking to draft a new quarterback. We have the Falcons. That's one. Titans. That's two. Seahawks. That's three. Steelers. What would you say? Yeah, by the end of this year. See, Steelers, that's four. Bucks, that's five. Patriots, that's six. Chicago, if Justin Fields is is shitty, we'll see. Anyways, we'll we'll take them off. We'll take Jets. them off. The Jets, that's seven. The Football Giants, the New York Football Giants. I don't think they they stick with Danny Jones anymore after this atrocious season. That's eight. Browns, the no, Browns. Yeah, I know they can't. Yeah, no, they can't. Cardinals are fine. I mean, the Saints. If I, they were smart. I think they should. Yeah. If they were smart, I mean, that's nine teams. Right. That's nine teams that are like probably looking for a quarterback. If you want to be realistic, the Browns are probably going to stick with their guy. The Jets probably the, will stick with Wilson. The Jets are probably going to stick with Wilson, and they have Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Rogers. Yeah. Um, the Seahawks, <laughs> if they can re- like realistically finish, but like if you're the Titans, the Falcons, the Steelers, the <laughs> The Patriots and the Giants, like you know that's fu- that's like it's like there's so many there's so many teams dealing with like really really bad quarterbacks that are I think by the end of the year there could be some more. I think the Rams if matt Matt Stafford, yeah, like that's the thing like, I mean he's, I, he's getting up there in age like Matthew Stafford I mean it's probably going to be in like a next year type of thing I mean the Broncos they could even rebuild I think as the Broncos
0: well. are one that could definitely draft a quarterback
1: I mean I don't I don't see Sean Payton necessarily backing up. the Raiders. That. The Raiders, definitely the right. Raiders. Yeah, how can I forget? What the hell? I looked up all NFL teams, and they're <laughs> they're missing a couple. What the f- what the hell? Um, trying to think of others.
0: I think the Commanders are sticking with Sam Howell.
1: I think that they. I think Sam Howell is
0: showing enough.
1: They should probably ride it out. I think Sam Howell has, has some fault
0: has some faults to his game so far, but I think he's showing a lot of promise. For a first-year quarterback, which is what he is, yeah, he's this is his first year starting as an NFL quarterback. I think he's playing a lot better than most rookie NFL quarterbacks. Yeah, and
1: this is his. I mean, this is his de facto rookie year, but it's his like it's his rookie year. Yeah, you know, Uh, but that's because
0: he's in a good situation compared to all the rookies. The commanders
1: is a. I mean he's got a good in head terms coach. of the rookie in terms of the rookie quarterback in terms of all situations that rookie quarterback Bryce could Young be in, is in a worse situation. Bryce Young is in a worse situation. Anthony
0: Richardson
1: I'd he's rather in a pretty he's in just as good of a situation as Sam. And CJ Stroud as Sham sim- similar situ- situation. CJ Stroud oh CJ Stroud's in a great situation. Is this That's Desmond a, Ritter's rookie year? No, it's not Desmond Ritter's rookie year. Did he year. start last year? No, but, I mean, he was in the league and he was, it's like, it's like Jordan, same as Sam Howell. Well, fine, where do you fucking draw the line if you want to get technical? This is it Jordan started. Love's rookie year? Yeah. No, it's not. Okay. This is his first year as a starting NFL Okay, you're unreasonable. You're unreasonable here. All right. Let's start talking about fantasy football. Let's start talking about, no, I think that was a very necessary thing to talk about. Okay, first of all, I think that what we just talked about was very necessary in terms of the state of the league because it's all very relevant. Yeah. In terms of, who we are thinking about playing and what teams are looking like in the landscape and whatnot because there was, there's was a lot more questions raised than answered this week five, six. six. week six. Oh my yeah. God. Um, what the hell! I've got a little segment I want to do next. Let's get into the say. Seg- let's get into the segments, and then we can do a brief start and sits after, sure. afterwards. But I want to get into this beefy segment you got here. Uh, it's, it's it's
0: beefy is a good word. There's a lot of to pack into this, so let's start here. Um, this is called. Do you trust them going forward?
1: That's a, that's the best name. You that's the
0: done. best I could come up with. All right, uh, and these are all wide receivers. And they all underperformed this week.
1: Okay. Underperformed
0: their projection, underperformed expectation.
1: Let me pull up my uh, my stat
0: device here. So I'm going to give you a name and what they did this week.
1: And you're going to tell me, are they going
0: to be better going forward? Or is this who they are? All right.
1: This is good. Listeners at home, hold me accountable to this because we talk about a lot of here. And I I like this. This type, of, this type of stuff, this kind of speculative stuff, this is really putting me to the test. Putting us to the test is okay. First here. one
0: DK Metcalf this week had 8.9 points, so not a horrible week. He had four catches on 10 targets for 64 yards. Um, he's r- ranked around like wide receiver two right now, like, yeah,
1: like middling,
0: yeah. He's actually two. like. In terms of scoring, like, he's, like, bottom of wide receiver two right now. Okay. So do you think that this is kind of who he is? Or is this uh, a fluke? Like, he's going to be better going forward. Or worse, perhaps. Or worse. I mean, this is around where he's been to start the season. He scored a little bit better than this every week. But he hasn't really wowed anybody.
1: Yeah, I think in terms of – there's a few things that come to mind in terms of DK Metcalf, and I'll I'll spare the analysis first before I just talk about it. three things that come to mind. I'm looking at his receptions, this recent injury that just happened because he has a hip injury as mm-hmm. well, uh, and schedule. Right. So he has a tough schedule. You've yeah. got the Niners twice, the Eagles coming up. Eagles so, aren't – Actually, a bad matchup for wide receivers. That is one. Thing. I don't doubt that but the Browns are the Browns. It's the schedule's tough, and the pressure against Geno Smith is going to be harder and harder to take care of every week. And
0: Jackson Smith and Jigba. Jackson Smith is going to increase He's his looking role. good. He's looking good. He's going to increase his role.
1: I. The only thing that's making me a little bit more confident about him is his targets. He has a lot of targets. He has that's a true. lot of targets, but he hasn't had more than 6 receptions so far in a game. Wow, that's that's but crazy. but he's averaging like you know 60 yards and some red zone targets whatever. I think if we're valuing him as a like middling wide receiver too, he's a flex play. I think that – well, right now
0: he's a low-end wide receiver too is what he's scoring.
1: I think that that's where he belongs. I don't think that he has much higher – I mean, he has – potential wide receiver low 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 like wide receiver 12 13 14 he has wide receiver that upside he could for a week like, but that's yeah. just cuz of the deep threat and but he's just getting he some break off a touchdown he's getting some deeper targets he's he has a tough schedule though i think that he is a a pretty confident flex play yeah if you have if you are kind of shallow at wide
0: receiver but i don't think he's that high end wide receiver 2 that you drafted him to be.
1: No, i don't think that he he's what you're expecting him to be because you'd hope for at least like, you know, above 60 yards every year game and some more receptions, yeah. especially cuz he's killer in PPR, but Yeah. in terms of like touchdown upside, like he's a he's a a pretty solid flex play, i'd say. I agree. Um so he is overvalued right now. That's what you're saying. If you vo- if people value him in mean, the middle, I don't know if anybody's really like fucking clamoring for DK. Honestly, he's
0: like kind of mid wide receiver two, but right. So I think he's a little bit lower than that. Yeah,
1: I mean, yeah, I think that overvalued is a very soft overvalued. Okay. T. Higgins, three points this week. Two catches on four targets for twenty yards. Also one of my sits of the week last week as okay. well. I don't I'm not a T. Higgins believer, frankly. Okay. Um
0: well, tell me why. Let's, because I love Tyler let's Boyd. Keep it
1: snappy. Because I love Tyler Boyd, obviously. No, I'm just kidding. Uh T. Higgins. There's so much to say about him just because there's so much lore in terms of T. Higgins. I mean, you have that week two boom game. You have the matchups. You have Joe Burrow. We have his injury. It's fucking tough. It's stressful, and I hate it. Why would you do that to yourself? I wouldn't be starting him right now. Just saying. I think that if your team is good,
0: let's say you're if you can afford if you're it, four yeah. and two, five and one, six and zero, oh, and someone is wanting to get rid of T Higgins, and you have a guy. Who you can dump off for him that you're willing to do so. I think T. Higgins in the playoffs or at the end of the season could be electric like he has been in the past. Yeah. I think right now he's dealing with a lingering rib injury, and a lot of his poor performances have kind of corresponded with the Bengals having poor performances. Um, but I think they're gonna get better down the stretch. So we'll see. I think that at his current value right now, which is extremely low I think he's worth more than that
1: maybe 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 it's yet to be seen and I would I would really love to see him have a really great performance next week but uh, I mean I don't I don't I don't Disagree with that take about you being. <laughs> what do you What do you do? Put it back on. Put it back on. Sorry, I got a little antsy and I took off the mic, the microphone filter. The, it's the pop cover. The yeah. pop cover. But also, you don't want to breathe on the mic. Yeah, that's true. I'm sorry. I just I'm gotta fidget. I'm I'm fucking thinking this T Higgins thing has got me really like really stumped because you make a really great point. I'm sorry for not being snappy because you make a really great point about him having really high upside in terms of like buying. And if you're like six and oh, or like five and one, or four and two, it's like it's it's really true. Like he's a really risky play. Like, I guess if you could afford to like pick him up or like trade for him, like that would make sense. Would you trade Rashad White for (laughs) God? I would never, yeah. I mean, I would fucking trade Rashad White for T Higgins because Rashad White blows and he's only gonna go down in value. You're going to probably see, like, whoever the fuck is backing up Rashad White, and I I say that very crassly. Whoever the
0: fuck is backing up Rashad White is Keyshawn Vaughn, who who is in every way worse than Rashad White. We'll see.
1: Uh but uh, uh, you, we have seen. That's what we said about Devin Singletary and the Texans. But we, look, I didn't say that about Devin Singletary is a better ca- task catcher. I'm talking we and well we've never I'm seen talking, We've never even I'm given Keyshawn Vaughn a chance. Come on, let's see something. They like, they
0: like split the backfield okay. last week and Keyshawn Vaughn did everything that Rashad White did just worse.
1: Okay. You know what? Fine. Let's just in terms of snappiness, we can talk about this at a different time. Okay. Next one, DeAndre Hopkins,
0: two and a half points, one catch on five targets for 20 yards.
1: Ooh. See, I like DeAndre Hopkins a lot. Uh, Man, but, like, I mean, shit, if you're getting outperformed by Michael Thomas, like. Yeah. It's just a really, really sad place to be. Tennessee is where wide receivers go to die. true. And burn. Um,
0: Here's what I will say about DeAndre Hopkins is that his volume, his like market share on the Texans is massive. The and, Titans. Sorry, the Titans okay. is massive. Yeah. And that doesn't really mean as much with the Titans, but this week it was Malik Willis starting at quarterback. <laughs> that and, is true. And I think that DeAndre Hopkins, just based on volume alone, is probably a solid flex option rest yeah. of season. So I think that... Um, he's not as, he's not gonna be this for the rest of the season. I sure hope, as long not. as Malik Willis is. I the really,
1: really hope not, because I think that DeAndre Hopkins on paper looks really, really good volume wise, right. And he's very talented. He was able to perform exceptionally well. On the Cardinals last year, yeah, with a competent quarterback, I just think that Ryan Tannehill is coming back very, very soon. It's not as bad as I assumed. I think that you can scratch it off. I think so too. I think that you can just kind of—he's not
0: going to be a world beater, but I think he's going to be better than this, much better. All right, next we have Calvin Ridley, 4.6 s- oh. points, four oh. catches on eight targets for thirty yards. This is the Riddler right here. This is who he is. That's what. So what I, think, I what I wrote down is this is what we're getting from Ridley this season.
1: I think that's just who Calvin Ridley so is. So eight away. targets. I
0: fucking hate Calvin Ridley. I think that this Christian offense Kirk all the way. I don't think that Christian Kirk or Calvin Ridley. I don't think either of them are going to separate themselves from each other. I think this is probably what. You're gonna see for the rest of the year where from Jags
1: pass ca- from
0: Jaguars pass catches, especially with Zay Jones back. That's true. Who is also a good wide receiver and an injured
1: Trevor Lawrence.
0: Yeah, I just think that like the, all the people who were like super hyped on Calvin Ridley, like <laughs> this is what Calvin Ridley is gonna be. Like you're gonna get these weeks, the Calvin Ridleyvers. Like the weeks where he doesn't score a touchdown. Like this is what you're gonna <laughs> get. So sad.
1: Yeah, so what a, uh, what a sad, if you haven't learned sad. that by now, like if you I haven't wouldn't even, I don't. Ridley. I don't think I would start anybody on the Jags offense right now except for Etienne. Etienne. And Trevor Lawrence. No, I wouldn't even start Trevor Lawrence Fair anymore. He's wide, start, receiver. he's wide receiver. He, I mean, sorry, I he's quarterback I would still start 14.
0: Calvin Ridley and Christian Kirk. Uh,
1: maybe Christian Kirk. Christian
0: okay. Kirk has averaged more than ten points per week. Well, yeah, that's right. what I said. I
1: love Christian Kirk. I mean like big Christian Kirk guys. Um, we're here. big Christian Kirk guys. He's a he's a handsome young man and that's all that matters. That's all that matters.
0: Next we have Marquise Brown five point four points. Me Likey. Four catches on Me likey. eleven
1: targets Me likey. for thirty-four yards. Well, if you watch the Rams and the Cardinals game, you would know that Joshua Dobbs is terrible at throwing the deep ball. Marquise Brown was a step and a half. He's very much in his prime right now. He's a step and a half above anybody on any deep route, truly. And if anybody can throw the deep ball, it's Kyler Murray, who is slated to return to practice this week. Let me just triple check that in case my sources were lying to me.
0: Marquise Brown also, I will say, is getting uh, elite workload, like top of the league wide receiver workload. Yeah, and like, like his scoring is probably low wide receiver two. His workload is wide receiver one.
1: Oh yeah, and my my hot take of the show is that Marquise Brown will finish as a wide receiver one. I can see it happening. I can see it happening as well. I am trying to trade for him. I'm trying I'm trying to do Cooper Cup and for Raheem Mostert and Marquise Brown. I don't hate that. I don't hate that either. That's I the think thing. that
0: Marquise Brown, yeah, I mean, me likey. I agree. I think Marquise Brown is a buy low. Oh, most um, definitely. Devonta Smith, six point nine <sighs> points. This is another five, really great one. Five for five catches on ten targets for forty four yards. What do you think? We're getting into the hot ones right now. We're getting into the interesting stuff.
1: I haven't thought really long and hard about it just because it hasn't affected me in my fantasy career.
0: I've never had. I've never.
1: I've never had Devonta Smith, and I have kind of stayed away from him because he. uh, When I look at him, I'm just like, "Mm." "Yeah, he plays." This is our. This is the fantasy analysis that. This is the. This is. I mean, we're experts here. (laughs) It's really tricky. I've never looked at Devonta Smith as like. I even. I'm I'm trying to find a comp to him. My immediate thought goes to T. Higgins, but I can't. Because they're
0: like second string, but they're they're two different kinds of players, right? I think that the issue with Devonta Smith (laughs) is that I mean he's been getting targets. That's not the problem.
1: He's got a couple capes. He's had a case of the dropsies recently.
0: Yeah, and also this is a run first offense.
1: Yeah, I would agree. And most passing targets are going. Long range, they're going to A.J. Brown. So Short range, they're going to Dallas Godard.
0: What I I wrote down for Devonta Smith is this isn't a 1A, 1B. This is a 1 and a 2. And A.J. Brown is the 1. Yeah. And Devonta Smith is the 2.
1: I can't think of anything that A.J. Brown does that Devonta Smith does better. I don't know enough to comment on that. But I am just talking specifically off the top on of my head. I just can't think I just can't say anything.
0: I'm just talking specifically on workload in terms of like air yards, which I'm really big on right now. Uh, just like targets, like what the team wants to do.
1: Asia Brown is I'm, the number one on, guy. I'm big on air yards.
0: Next we've got Puka Nakua. Well, hold on. Well we gotta we gotta go through these.
1: I just, I'm not so sure I'm confident. You know what? I'll get back to you, everybody, on Devonta Smith right now.
0: Puka Nakua. We'll put a pin in it. 4.6 points. Four catches on seven
1: targets for 26 yards. What are we thinking? I think that if Puka Nakua was able to catch that target in the red zone last week, we'd all be speaking very different. He wouldn't even come up in conversation. I think that Puka Nakua is still a strong wide receiver two option still a strong flex play in terms of a pass heavy Rams offense
0: so, like what what range would you put him for like wide receivers not not like one two, he's, but like I mean
1: he's a middling wide receiver too so like but that's it like he has a low floor and a low mm-hmm. and a low ceiling so you'd say like
0: wide receiver uh like I'm trying to think of like 18. I'd probably put him at, like, 20, I'd say. twenty. I I agree. I think he should be a low-end wide receiver,
1: too. I think that you're going to be looking at, like, 8 to 10 targets for 70 to 90 yards and a lot better potential for touchdowns. See, the thing that—so, I think it's
0: probably going to be closer to 8 targets as like the high end for pukinua okay um and eight targets like
1: 70 yards is probably like where I I think that imagine Puka Nakua's floor is 10 points and his ceiling is 20. how does that sound
0: um I think he could score 20 still I think that his floor is probably more like seven points really yeah okay um I just think that Cooper cup is just so much better. Yeah, and Cooper really Cup good. doesn't drop the ball. No, and he does not. Matthew Stafford is just going to keep throwing it to Cooper
1: Cup. He's going to keep chucking that, chucking that thing to Cooper. And Kyron Williams is good
0: too. So he's going to be getting a lot of targets. And injury
1: as well. It's, it is true. And Ronnie Rivers as well.
0: Let's, uh, let's move on to, this is a great one. Devontae Adams, hmm. 3.9 points, two catches on five targets for 29 yards. Two weeks in a row, he's bedutted. He hasn't done anything.
1: Well, on one hand, you have Jimmy Garoppolo being like vomit on a fucking plate. I mean, like, disgusting. I want to rip my eyes out while watching the Raiders play offense, frankly. Do- Devonte Adams and Josh Jacobs included. The only stable thing, the only one with Jacoby. a stable floor is Jacoby Myers. Jacoby which is, Myers,
0: like, quietly has been one of the best wide receivers so far this year. He's probably been the most solid wide receiver, I'd say. Yeah. Despite everything, Jacoby Jaco- Myers. What I really respect about Jacoby Myers year in, year out, is doesn't matter what team he's on, he just doesn't go away.
1: No, not at all. He just, Jacoby Myers is inevitable. He's consistent. And it's because he's a... V- Probably the best wide receiver, too. He's not a 1. He's not a 1B. He's not. Because Devontae is still getting consistently doubled every single game because no team is stupid enough to one-on-one Devontae Adams, which sucks, frankly. But segueing into this, I think that Jacoby Myers is becoming enough of a threat because Las Vegas has and will win off of the back of Jacoby Myers if he is left unattended. I think that moving forward, Devontae Adams is going to be looking at some yummy, yummy upside. Definitely. Regardless of who's throwing the ball. Because he's Devontae Adams, and I think that Jacoby Myers has also established himself. Because Jacoby Myers is so good, that is freeing up a lot more wiggle room for Devonte Adams. In my professional opinion, obviously, Devontae Adams, because he's he's reached that 30-year mark. It's a little bit more questionable in terms of longevity, ability. But I think for the rest of this season, I think you can count on him being a little better moving forward.
0: Okay. Next, we have Mike Evans, 6.9 points, uh, four catches on 10 targets for 49 yards. What do you think?
1: Well, I just think the Lions are really fucking good. And you should just write this off as a dud game, obviously. That's a joke. Um... See, Mike Evans, I'm shocked that he returned after this injury, frankly. I think that – I think this is pretty simple. I think he's – I mean, he
0: got 10 targets coming back from the injury. Yeah. I think he's just going to – I think this is a bad week for the Bucks. I think he's just going to be better than going forward. He'll be better. He's think, a, a definite bite low. I right? think he's 100%. I think he's like a high-end wide receiver two, low-end wide receiver one rest of season. I'd say so. Uh,
1: I'd say so. I think that the schedule, obviously – the schedule, obviously – super duper good. We love it. I love to see the Bucks being in the NFC South with pretty middling pass coverage. Yeah. Not very competitive, but I think Mike Evans is going to get some really good, really really good targets and it's going to be super fun. It's going to be awesome. I have another one here. Uh this one
0: is kind of you said earlier with Puka where you got a touchdown. No one would be saying anything. This is kind of similar to what you said, which is Jordan Addison who had 10.3 points but he had 3 catches on 5 targets for 28 yards and a touchdown.
1: Right. It's the it's a reverse.
0: It's it's what you described. Yeah. Cuz if he didn't have a touchdown, he would have uh 4.3 tar- 4.3 points.
1: Well, he's still a rookie. You know, one of the things
0: that I was paying attention to with this Vikings offense that I uh learned is that without Justin Jefferson, they just don't throw it deep?
1: No, not at all. And I think guys like KJ Osborne they are much better in terms of those middle, like the middle to short targets. They were running a lot of crossers and screenplays for Addison and Osborne, but KJ Osborne was the only one who was able to do anything productive with that just for his i'm just going to pin that on experience frankly i think that jordan addison is going to have to learn how to handle a lot more volume how to transcend more than what he has been drafted for you know what i'm saying i think he's just going to have to he's just going to have to fucking learn honestly i don't think anybody expected him to be better than a wide receiver like 3 but you know what he he could have wide receiver 2 upside But for now, I mean, I wouldn't go out and trade for him, honestly. I think that he's just kind of in a pretty exciting spot. I love Jordan Addison. I love him moving forward, especially with Justin Jefferson potentially being traded. So it's like, you know, we're we're just going to have to see where the uh, the ball goes. But in terms of fantasy-wise, I wouldn't be eager to play him or trade for him, frankly. Okay. Uh, that's all I had for that seg- segment.
0: Wow. Uh, you want to move on to starts and sits?
1: Uh, yeah. Who's playing Thursday night, by the way? I want to uh, talk about that just check. for a sec. Saints and Jaguars. Don't watch that game. Unless you have Chris Olave. Unless you have Chris Olave. Or Travis Etienne. Just kidding. I think that, that could be a good game. I'm predicting the final score. You want to do score predictions right here? Sneaky shootout. Sneaky shootout, you think so? What, like 31 to 27? Yeah. You know what? I'll say 27 to 23.
0: I think it's going to be one of those games where it's like, the, you're like, oh, it's obviously going to be defensive slog. And then they come out and just fucking throwing. They're just chucking and right. breaking off runs. And I think it's going to be one of those sneaky games. All right, you say
1: 31 27? I think that's a good call, yeah. I'm going to say 27 23. Saints.
0: I, I mean, you said 31-27. Like, you gave that for me. Like, I didn't
1: say it. Well, I mean, it's like... A... Like, you like you said that, and I was like, sure. I'll... Well, that's and my... then you're like, but mine is... But mine is the mine that I'm giving what, to myself. I see what you did there.
0: What? I'm just you giving... gave me the one that you didn't like, and then you chose... If you
1: it. want... I didn't like the idea of a sneaky shootout, but if there was to be a sneaky shootout... I think, I think it's it... going to be this. Um, I think it's going to be 45 and a half to 12... Panthers, Panthers. <laughs>
0: Scoregami,
1: Scoregami, they win.
0: <laughs> um, okay, should we hit the?
1: Yeah, let's just rifle through it. So uh, I just want to go
0: over my ones last week. Uh, I had start Michael Wilson, seven point five points. I mean, not the end of the world. Uh, if you're firing up Michael Wilson, I think you're okay with it. Uh, Matt Stafford, I said start, that was a dud. Um. Drake London, I said start. That was a huge win for me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, huge good call there. I said sit Rashad White, which I didn't do, um, <laughs> or actually I did sit him, but I started Damian Pierce, so it wasn't much better. Uh, that was a good call also. So those were mine. Uh, you want to go through yours?
1: Yeah, I uh, it was kind of hit and miss. I said to keep playing C D Lamb, which was. Obviously good. I also said start Evan Ingram, who had a nice solid eight-point performance and half PPR. That's good. I said sit T. Higgins, which was all right. I said sit Falcons pass catchers. That was a big loss. Well, Drake London was fine. Let's
0: see how Drake. Drake London had 17 points. And And Kyle Pitts and Johnny Smith both had over 10 points.
1: And then I also said sit... Colts pass rushing. I'm just looking at the stats right now. Colts. Sorry, Pat oh rushing. Sorry. Zach Moss had 15 points. So I'd say that was probably a. I'm going to give it's probably a miss, honestly. And what's even more of a miss is that I don't really have any starts and sits this week because really? I was too busy studying for my midterm.
0: That's okay. I have a couple. I think Sam Howell should be a weekly start. Uh, Especially if you have guys like Deshaun Watson on your IR. Oh my God! I think Sam Howell he's got I a he's got know. a he's got a matchup with the Giants this week, I
1: don't know. Uh,
0: which aren't a good uh, uh, team. There, it's a good matchup for quarterbacks. I say against the Giants,
1: absolutely starting. Uh,
0: Sam Howell might not be like winning these games, or he might not <laughs> be. I mean, he won against the like. He might not be in real life. He might not have won some the of these fan- games. In the fantasy world. <laughs> but for fantasy, he's been very good. Yeah. you know, um, And he's actually been the quarterback oh 12 on the season.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I would play... Okay, hold on. Don't hate me, but I would probably be looking to play Sam Howell over Trevor Lawrence. I agree. Most actually. every
0: weeks. I agree. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know why you're <sighs> laughing at Sam Howell. He's,
1: he's No, a, I, just the way
0: you phrased it was... Uh, he's a was He's a
1: QB1 right now. He's a QB one. I'm not gonna. Sw- I'm not gonna sweat the technique that Sam Howell's been laying down on us because he is good enough, I'd say, um, and the system trusts him, and that makes me trust him as a fantasy player as well. So, you know, if I'm gonna say, I, if I'm gonna have one take this week, fuck it, sit Lamar Jackson against the Lions. Let's wow. see. Wow, I'm just that's crazy. I am just going to put myself in a situation where if I'm wrong, I'm going to win my fantasy week. But if I'm right, then I was right in front of a bunch of people. So there you go. There we go. So I said
0: I said, uh, start Sam Howell. I'm going to stand by that. Uh, I had one more. If Deshaun Watson plays, start Amari Cooper. Okay. I, I'm starting. What happened to Elijah Moore? Wait. Well <laughs> I dropped him. Okay. Which is if any of you have been listening to the show for a while, is like that's like that's like <laughs> killing my child. That's like, like our nine eleven right here. That's like, yeah, it's like this is Finley Murdoch's nine eleven. Um but yeah, I dropped I dropped Elijah Moore. Uh I don't think it was the right thing to do, but it was causing me too much suffering. And Sometimes when something is hurting you, you need to cut it out of your life. And that's what Elijah Moore was doing to me. Yeah. Um, for, the so be- I, for better or for worse. So I dropped him and nobody picked him up. <laughs> so I, I feel a little bit better. Yeah.
1: Uh, someone picked up Julio Jones instead of <laughs> Elijah Moore. Hey, sometimes, sometimes making a hard decision doesn't necessarily mean... I mean, cutting people... You shouldn't be thinking about who's picking them up and who isn't. It's who's giving them a chance, you know? Yeah. Who believes in them? See, one thing I will
0: say is a lot of people are picking up Jordan Mason this week on waivers. I think you should pick up Elijah Mitchell. I think that... Yeah, of course. He's listed as the number one running back in the death chart. And people don't seem to realize, like, he's healthy this week. And people are dropping fab on Jordan Mason, but Elijah Mitchell... Is healthy and he's going to be out there, and he'll be out there. I just got him for zero fab. When someone dropped twenty five on Jordan Mason, and they're going to cry. Okay, they're going to They're going to cry. So haters come at me. Haters will. This has hate. been good, bad, more. This has been good, bad, more. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. <laughs> wait, wait. Can I say one thing before
1: we go? I think that Chris McCaffrey will be playing Monday night. I'm just gonna go out and say that. Thank you. Thank you. Mm. What? Mm. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> Don't you buzz me. Oh, fuck. It. Chris McCaffrey will be out there. He'll be playing. He's got an oblique injury, but it's less about a pain tolerance thing, and it's more about the Illuminati. Christian McCaffrey <laughs> are you done can I get an applause <laughs> this has been good bad more it's been fucking good bad more it's been a long episode
0: <gasps> it's been an hour episode but we've talked about a lot of things we've covered a lot of ground um yeah, I don't have start any- Michael Meyer. I don't have anything else to say. Start Michael Meyer. Just based on his name,
1: Michael Meyer. Yeah, who even is that? Start him. Okay, look it up. Yeah, okay. I mean, can't argue with that. This has been goodbye more. Bye.